Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a a really neat um, opportunity. I've got some very specific feedback that I want to address today. Um, So for any of those uh, people out there listening that are thinking, hey, maybe I should ask this question I've been wondering about, please do it. Uh, Please know that I'm paying attention. I I got this one off of the uh, Apple podcast uh, feedback ratings and reviews section. Uh, This feedback came on June the 9th. And yes, it's taken me a little bit of time to get to it. But I do want you guys to know that I will get to feedback. It says... Loving the podcast and your view as a clinician. You are so well-spoken, blah, blah, blah. Okay, moving on. That's, I, I wish this was the request, essentially. I wish you could do an episode on rumbling, possibly expanding on how to operate from a place of love, courage, instead of fear. I want to know how to rumble with a variety of people in my life. So this whole concept of rumbling, I, I definitely want to hit it, and I want to hit it directly and see uh, if maybe this is helpful. So let's start with what is rumbling, because some of you out there may not actually know what rumbling is. Rumbling is, uh, I'm going to read something, it's an excerpt from uh, Brené Brown. So uh, that's most typically, I think, these days where where people, when they're referencing rumbling, they're, they're probably referring to Brené Brown. She said, it's a discussion, conversation, or meeting defined by a commitment to lead into vulnerability and stay curious and generous to stick with the messy middle of of a problem identification and solving. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, look, she she does not lack for words. Um, I, I love her material. She's uh, she's brilliant. You know, obviously she's she's a researcher, so she's giving you data, and then she's she's also she, I don't know if she acknowledges this too often, but she's also a storyteller, right? So she is a researcher that is a storyteller, and it's just a great combination. I I, I love listening to Brene Brown and her stuff, and I want to get into. The vulnerability. What is vulnerability? Uh, vulnerability is any time we reach the edge of our comfort zone. I really believe that that's, that's where vulnerability begins. It's the edge of our comfort zone. So if we're talking about a, a topic that is particularly hard for you because you have emotional uh, baggage or you have um, you know, a history around the topic that, uh, that just it brings up a lot of memories... Well, that is vulnerable for you. It may not be vulnerable for me. And so the reason that I'm, I'm saying that is because I want, you to, I want you to be very, very clear that what is vulnerable to you is a personal experience. So from a psychological standpoint, it's the same, the same concept as when I, I talk about trauma. What, what traumatizes one person may not traumatize the next it depends on the person and their framework. So if we're talking about vulnerability, nobody gets to tell you what you're talking about isn't vulnerable. That doesn't mean they're going to share your vulnerability. 
All right. The other thing is she, she highlights stay curious and generous. Um, curious is key. You have probably heard it over and over and over in my other podcasts. Curiosity is so important when we stay open-minded to the other side, whatever other side that might be, even if we totally agree, we have to set aside the agreement or the disagreement and be open to this is a unique version for that person in front of me that's sharing their own thought, their own feeling, their own experience. And so staying curious to the person and the topic that's in front of us is very, very important. Sometimes we mix up words. And so by staying curious, we can identify when we were going down one path and the person in front of us was going down a different path. And if we didn't remain curious, we would have tried to grab them and take them down our path instead of letting them tell out their path and really hearing their experience. Um, It's about an open heart and an open mind. So the next piece I want to get into is how do we set up a rumble? We now know a rumble is really a discussion, conversation, or a meeting, and it's a place for vulnerability and curiosity to really manifest itself. How do we set it up then? If we want those to be key elements to it, we have to set it up well. One, I would say set expectations for communication. One of the biggest mistakes that we make in, in, in having these rumbles is we, we, have it, we have different expectations of communication. So when we standardize them for the particular meeting, conversation, or discussion that we're having, when we standardize the communication, it really helps to clarify. And if somebody steps outside of the standard communication, it, it, it's very easy to quickly identify that that is emotion because they know the expectations. Obviously, once they're set, we want to hold to them. If we step outside of them, we need a safe facilitator to correct the path. Now, that's a big deal. Look, a facilitator cannot, cannot get involved in the victim game. The victim game is the victim, persecutor, and the rescuer. It's not about that. The facilitator isn't jumping in to stop an unhealthy communication in order to rescue somebody else. The facilitator is jumping in to remind everybody of the set expectations. The reason that's so important is because if a facilitator becomes a rescuer, then the person who is um, who is being attacked, essentially, in a scenario like that, uh, would then be made to be a victim. And a facilitator has to know better than to do that. So a safe facilitator is a second component. Do not engage in the victim game if you are a facilitator. You can't do it. It just it ruins the whole thing. It, it takes us away from vulnerability. And it makes us play the ally uh, game of, you know, I'm going to close off. I'm going to take my people with me. I'm going to, like, oh, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe she said that. Whatever it is, we can't have that kind of conversation and encourage the rumble. We can't do it. They can't, they can't coexist. The third component, create a mechanism for calling a timeout. Look, if I'm being attacked in a rumble, I have to be able to call a timeout. I have to be able to say, whoa, timeout. 
I am getting attacked, or at least I feel like I'm getting attacked here, right? So having a set timeout before the conversation even begins is a key element to the success of a rumble. And another component is encourage risk-taking, right? Risk-taking is courage. We have to encourage people to have courage. And the way to do that is to make sure we acknowledge and reward them for having courage. When somebody brings up a really hard topic and they do it in a really good, healthy way, we want to acknowledge that. We want to say, wow. Uh, And a facilitator, a really strong facilitator is going to do this as well. Before they move on to the next person, what they're going to do is they're going to pause and say, wow, like uh, I heard part of your story in there. And I just want to thank you for being brave and putting that out there. And I'm really interested to see where this is going to go. And then they facilitate whoever's going next. Obviously, if it becomes an attack, then that person has already had the good reward, that good feedback of that was courageous. And they're not going to feel so marginalized, even if it feels like an attack. They might feel then brave enough to say, hold on, time out. I feel like you're attacking me based on what I said and da 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 And that's, that's what we want to do is we want to encourage people to stand up for themselves, to state their own version, their own experience. And I'll tell you why that's so important. It's so important because of how we rumble. And I'm going to get into that. The next phase of it is I'm going to cover is how to rumble. Number one, we listen when in doubt. Like we, we assume we don't have enough information. Now, all of you introverts out there are going, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Now I don't feel obligated to talk. But that's not exactly right because that's only one component. When in doubt, we listen. Two, acknowledge the verbal processing. Look, if I'm getting attacked in a rumble, I want to acknowledge that the other person may be processing this out loud. Maybe for the first time in their life, they're seeing something in a different way and they're trying to figure out what it means. And so they're testing it like we did when we were kids, right? The dirt, does it taste good? Nope. Definitely doesn't taste good. I tested it first, right? And now y'all know I ate some dirt at some point. All right. The third thing is invite voices into the conversation. All you introverts out there going, oh, bummer. But that is part of your courageous responsibility. We need the voices of everybody. If we really truly want to grow and understand things that are complicated, we have to have more information about more variables. And the best way to do that is when a courageous, quiet person is encouraged to speak up. And a good facilitator is also going to do that. They're going to they're going to notice somebody hasn't been talking and they're going to say, "Hey, uh, yo, uh, yo Frankie, got a question for you. You got any thoughts on this?" And that that opens a door. Now, it also pushes them to their uncomfortable spot. The whole point of a rumble is to walk that border or cross that border into discomfort. That's how we grow and become better together and individually. And then the last component that I want to highlight is, this is something, this is just a frame of a, a mindset, 
you guys have probably heard me in other podcasts talk about mindset. This is a, a way in which I frame it so that my mindset is good when I enter a hard conversation. I like to think of it as an adventure, an adventure where I'm looking for, for little nuggets of information that I need to be my best self. So that could be a a, a point of view shift, like a paradigm shift. That could be a, a tidbit of wisdom. That could be a reminder of wisdom, right? So how many times in this world do we walk through and we're reminded of something we haven't thought of in 10 or 15 years? Obviously, if we're only 10 or 15 years old, not very many times, but anybody over the age of about 20, it's starting to happen a lot. You'll start to say, wow, I remember that when I was in kindergarten and first grade and holy smokes and in junior high, I remember, I mean, we have those moments. And so what I like to do is think of it as an adventure. And I would encourage y'all to do the same thing. It's an adventure. We, with no destination set in our minds, the adventure, the rumble can be incredibly fun. And if we have a set destination, we got to keep this in mind. For instance, if we go into a meeting, we might have a set destination. Our set destination should be just better than we are right now. And if that's our set destination, all the nuggets we're going to pick up are going to be good, right? We're going to be like, wow, that's going to make me better. That's going to make me better. Wow, that can make them better. I'm going to hold that and remind them of that later. And you know, and we're going to hold these things and we're going to help each other to grow in our own journey. Okay. One last piece. And then hopefully I will have answered at least somewhat adequately the question of rumbling. Post rumble. What do we do when the rumble is done? That's to me, one of the most important moments. The rumble is over Everybody leaves the meeting, the conversation, uh, the discussion. They might leave the house. They might leave the office. They go home. They, they do whatever they're doing. Their day goes on. And the rumble has some meaning. But where we can make it have a lot of meaning is in the post-rumble moments. So, for instance, let's say I was in an office setting. And I had somebody in particular who was, um, you know, who showed a lot of courage and talked to their boss, right? Let's say I was their boss and they, they had a lot of courage. They came to me and maybe I don't like what they said so much. I mean, even in that situation, when a person has the courage to come to me, it's very, very important that I follow up with them and I say, hey, I really appreciate you trusting me with this hard stuff. I really do. I I really like that. Now, not all bosses are going to do that. So unfortunately, you're probably not going to get that kind of feedback everywhere you go. But if they listen to this podcast and you put this word out there, it's possible people will rumble better. And in the follow-up, they will acknowledge two or three things that came up that they were appreciative for. I may not agree with you on all of it, or maybe even very much of it. But I can very much appreciate courage. When I see courage, I like courage. And that's part of that adventure piece, right? So at the end, go back 
the day after, send them an email, send them a text. You know, if it's your friend, give them a call and just say, man, thanks. I so much appreciate that you brought that to me and we, we were able to hash that thing out. I mean, that, that was super fun and hard. Yes. Like I feel moments of stupidity in there for sure. But like, I'm just glad you are my friend and you take me to those uncomfortable places where I can get better. And in the post rumble, that allows us to then set up the next rumble and the next and the next and the next. And we can build a pattern of courage, a pattern of courage that is, that is just really neat, really neat. So Hopefully that covers it. Uh, I appreciate, again, the feedback I got. It was on June the 9th uh, from Ash Soul, and there's a bunch of numbers on it. Hey, thanks for sending me the feedback. Uh, please, the rest of you, if you've got questions, comments, you want to ask a therapist a question, please remember that this podcast is not therapy. It's about therapeutic viewpoints on psychology, sociology, and culture. Psychological, sociological, cultural. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, but you can absolutely send me hard questions. Please bring me the hard ones and I will do my best to respond to them on a podcast. I hope knowing how to rumble, knowing how to set up a rumble and what to do following a rumble allows you, the listener, to have more courage and more bravery to rumble with everybody in your life. All of them, your friends, your family, And thank you for the listener out there who sent me this feedback. I definitely appreciate it. 